on this mountain. The Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. God himself is going to prepare the feast that satisfies. This message is from Rock of Ages Church in Payson, Arizona, April 17, 2022. Isaiah 25, 6-9 You've probably seen those travel shows where the, the host takes you to some far-off place where he shows you all of the culture, all of the, the views, the streets, the places, the amazing architecture of the places around him. But then he takes you to the place he considers the most important, as he says, now here is the real treasure of this place, and it's a restaurant. And the next scene shows the host stuffing his face with some of the, the local food at the restaurant. I guess probably the reason that we find some of these shows so appealing is because we're always wondering if there's something better, something more that will just satisfy us. And so the travel show highlights the food that can be enjoyed in a place so wonderful. I had the opportunity to travel with a group once to central Mexico. And sure enough, uh, one of the things that we really did enjoy was the way that some of the restaurants were able to put on a really appealing plate. Only the travel shows don't show you everything that's going on behind the scene. On the way to the restaurant, were those children who looked malnourished, and the, the mother who was begging for her family. And then, of course, uh, one of the members of our group, after about the 14th day, came down with some type of food poisoning. It's hard to enjoy even the, the most wonderful blessings of this world, to enjoy life without the, the pain or the, the, even the food coming to bite back and harm us, and to see the, the shame, the guilt, the disgrace that, disgrace that covers this world. Is there, can there be any real lasting enjoyment? Well, that's what we find as we look at God's word in Isaiah 35, and we see our Lord does give us real and lasting joy as life marches victorious even over death. See, the, the people in Isaiah's time were certainly enjoying and had a time when they could enjoy rich and bountiful food. Uh, they had their wine, they had their fields, they had a time of relative peace. Only Isaiah warns them that was about to come to an end. We read in Isaiah chapter 32, you women who are so complacent, rise up and listen to me. You daughters who feel secure, hear what I have to say. In a little more than a year, you who feel secure will tremble. The grape harvest will fail. The harvest of fruit will not come. Tremble, you complacent. Shudder. And sure enough, just as Isaiah had warned, the rich feasting and the enjoyment of their life would come crashing down as the king of Assyria came marching into their land. Death was marching. Where the Assyrians went, they conquered cities and they overthrew many kings and rulers from their thrones and enslaved the people they conquered. Death was marching as the people had their crops trampled and their fruits and their vines ruined. 
Who could enjoy food and blessing when they were surrounded by tears and death? Finally, it came to a climax as the city of Jerusalem was surrounded and King Hezekiah, the, the king of Judah, was in, within the walls in the city of Jerusalem. And there came the taunt from the commander of the Assyrian forces, saying to the people on the wall, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, The Lord will surely deliver us. Do not listen to him. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out to me. Then each of you will eat fruit from your own vine and fig tree and drink water from your own cistern until I come and take you to a land like your own, a land of corn and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Don't let Hezekiah mislead you when he says the Lord will deliver you. How can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? And this would have sounded pretty appealing if you would read further in Isaiah chapter 36, you'd see this taunt tells the people just what they would be eating if they stayed in the city. And let me just say, it's not a pretty picture. I'll let you read that on your own. And it must have been appealing for them to hear this enticing offer, to enjoy something satisfying, a new land and rich food. That's the way it is. The enemy comes along and he says to God's people, here is something that will really satisfy you. We see God's people hearing this same taunt. Don't trust in the Lord. He won't deliver you. This is how you will find satisfaction. So the people of this world turn to their own sources and try to prepare their own banquet of food in order to be satisfied. But they're like that little child, <clears throat> that child who's running after the candy and just eats and eats and eats until he vomits and realizes he will never really be satisfied. We never really outgrow that mindset. Picture the man who begins to objectify the opposite sex. And he sees woman as merely a means to gain pleasure for himself. He's incapable of loving the people around him in his life. And he finds himself turning to pornography. And he soon finds himself spiraling into a load of guilt and destructive behavior. And he's mastered by it. And only then... Maybe the tears begin to flow as he realizes he's not able to be satisfied. He's not in control of his life. And then there's the, the girl who just takes a little bit of medication so it can ease her pain. And then she spirals down as she soon takes more and more and becomes addicted to it. She would cry, but she can't because she's numbed by all the medication and addiction she's on. Finally, when she crashes, the tears flow. Or consider the young couple, and they're, they're thinking, if they just get married, then all their problems will go away. But they don't. So one of them decides to have an affair, thinking that will make them satisfied, but it doesn't. And the tears flow for all those involved. Then there's the man who has back pain, begins to self-medicate with alcohol, and soon what he's consuming consumes him. And then there's the, the woman who thinks if, if she just does what her boyfriend wants, if she aborts that child, then things will be better. But it only further reveals how her boyfriend is incapable of loving anyone. I could go on and on. 
We are always striving for the next thing that maybe will satisfy us. We're buying into the lie of the enemy who invites us to prepare our banquet and to be satisfied until we find out it comes in bites. These things in themselves, sex, food, drugs, they're all good gifts of God to be used according to God's will and for his glory. But we take them ourselves and we ruin them and the curse bites back and we are left in tears. And I don't care if you're the type of person who's never cried, but you will cry just as you've cried at the time when you were born as a young child, you will cry again, whether it's at the death of your spouse, the loss of your greatest precious treasure, or the death of a parent, you will cry. That's the way it is for all believers. They find they cannot be satisfied with this world. And every face in this world has tears streaming down as they realize they cannot be satisfied. That's the way it's been since the time of Adam and Eve, who thought, yes, who, who thought, if they gave in to the enemy's lie of just grabbing on a little bit more for feast and turning aside from the Lord, they would be happy. But it only brought the, the veil of tears and it brought death. Even if we could find something that would give us joy, how can you enjoy it when we know we're surrounded and besieged by the death of this world and the curse of sin? And that's why what our God records for us here in Isaiah chapter 25 is such a precious truth for us to hold on to. Will we be satisfied? Not with what we prepare for ourselves, but with what our God prepares for us. It says, On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. God himself is going to prepare the feast that satisfies. Can you picture the people surrounded by the army of Assyria and being told, God's going to give you the food, he's going to satisfy, he's going to give you a delightful feast. God did this. He fulfilled this. As the, the Son of God came, Picture the Son of God in human flesh, multiplying that, that food as he fed tens of thousands, meat and bread, turning the water into delicious, fine wine. Jesus, the Son of God, who would do more than this? He would bring what would truly satisfy. And he did that as he himself drank the cup of the curse that brings tears to this world. Jesus, the Son of God, pleaded to the Father, Father, if it's possible, let this cup be taken away. Unless it's not possible, unless I drink it. And so Jesus, the perfect Holy One, drank the cup of suffering, that bitter, awful cup, the curse of sin that we could not drink. And he gave his life and he died. Death was marching. But God promised he will provide a feast. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. It more literally reads, 
He will swallow up the thing that, that swallows us. He will uncover the thing that covers us. The, the picture is an amazing picture that God's going to undo the march of death. Can you picture Mary? She's crying. The Gospel of Mark records that all those who followed Jesus were crying after he had died, wondering what had taken place as death marched over the one on whom all their hope, their expectations were. Jesus had died. As Mary stood outside the tomb, Mary Magdalene, there comes life marching in victory. The Lord, the sovereign Lord, will swallow up death forever. Mary, Jesus said, as he approached Mary Magdalene, once again alive, conquering the grave. And I don't know if Jesus wiped away Mary's tears, as it says here, the sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces, but certainly he changed her tears from sorrow to joy. When she saw her living Savior on that Easter morning, and she knew that the Lord had come to prepare what we could never prepare, a banquet of victory and life, which we would enjoy forever. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. I don't know what shame, what guilt, what has robbed you of joy in your life. But the Lord says, he will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. This promise is not just for Mary Magdalene. This promise is for you. The Lord marches victorious. Life marches victorious over death. And all the, the things that would remove our pain are gone as the Lord himself removes our tears. He will remove his people's disgrace. What is it that you've spiraled into? What sin has taken hold in your life? What has robbed you of your joy? What brings tears to you? The Lord has promised. Here's a feast. A feast, a rich food for all peoples. A banquet, one which you could not prepare. Just turn. Tune into the pages of Scripture and see our Lord say, here's the, the greatest and most important treasure. It's this, the, the feast brought by Jesus. The victory feast over death that the people of the Lord will enjoy his gifts forever. And no more sorrow, no more tears flowing down the faces, and no more death to haunt and surround, but life everlasting and enjoying the victory of our God. Will we enjoy something without end? Yeah. Here it says, he will wipe away the tears from all faces for those who trust in him. Verse 9, they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice, be glad in his salvation. That day has come. This prophecy of Isaiah has been fulfilled. Those who trust, in the Hebrew it means those who wait for or put their hope in the Lord, find he gives them what truly satisfies with his forgiveness and his prophecy of the eternal feast, we know the Lord will invite us and say, come, 
come to your inheritance, the kingdom of heaven, and we will enjoy that feast without end. And we will join with all of God's people, with our living Jesus, and we will say, this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is our Lord, we trusted in him. And so today and forever, let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Life, marching victorious over death, a feast and victory without end. Jesus lives.